This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Friday, August 29th, 2014. I'm Caleb Brown. Are millennials predisposed to be libertarians? And how have recent years of recession, unemployment, and continued economic stagnation colored their views of the world? Emily Eakins is a research fellow at the Cato Institute. She walks us through the Reason Root poll of young people in America. How do uh, millennials, as we understand them as a cohort of potentially politically active people, how do they identify themselves and what do they then reveal about themselves that either uh, confirm that position or sort of contradict that idea? Well, politically speaking, Americans have assumed that the the millennial generation, and typically we mean those born after 1980, that because of their high turnout for President Obama, people assume, oh, that they're, you know, they like large government, they like the Democrats, they're big government liberals. Um, and in fact, that's actually how they've been described by many people that have studied them. Um, but it's a lot, a lot more complicated than that. Uh, millennials aren't liberals, actually. They're social liberals, and they're fiscal centrists. And the fact that they make that distinction is actually very interesting. You say that has been missed by sort of the broad discussion about this libertarian moment, which is uh, the extent to which uh, these young people agree with the president on particular issues. Right. And so let's talk about some of what we found. Um, So we asked millennials to explain how they perceive themselves ideologically on social issues and then again on separately on economic issues and then also how they see the president and a number of political figures. Um, and, and what's interesting about this is this tells us about perception. And what we found is that millennials see themselves as very close to President Obama on social issues. They see both of, both themselves and the president as left on social issues. However, when it comes to economic issues, they actually don't see themselves as close to President Obama. They see him as definitely being left, but they see themselves in the middle and actually see themselves as a little bit closer to Republican governor, New Jersey Governor Chris Christie, on economic issues. All right. So and what do they what do their opinions actually reveal about themselves? So many have assumed that because of their voting behavior and because they're socially liberal, that they're also economically liberal. And that's actually not accurate. The Pew Research Center has has actually delved into this and found that young people are not different from older people when it comes to issues of business, regulation, and the social safety net. Young people like free markets. Um, actually, if you ask them, if, you know, what's the better system, they choose a free market system, 64% to a government-managed economy. Um, only 30% uh, would choose the latter. Um, but part of the misperception is that you hear that the kids these days like socialism. Have you heard that? I've heard it. Um, and what's happening there is that young people don't know what socialism is. And older people hear that the young people today aren't that uh, averse to socialism, and they they think, oh, my gosh, this is a really different generation. And the answer is, actually, it's not that different. It's just that the words we use have less meaning for a cohort that doesn't remember the Cold War. All right. Uh, Yeah, you said that uh, when asked about a free market economy versus an economy managed by the government, it was almost – it was two to one in terms of preferring a free market economy. But when asked about capitalism versus socialism, the margin narrowed considerably. Capitalism still wins, but it's 
uh, 10 points rather than 2 to 1. Right. It's 52 to 42. Capitalism still wins. But what that tells us is that that actually suggests that young people are more supportive of socialism than they would be of a government-managed economy, which is, if anything, socialism light. The thing is, is that young people don't know that socialism means that the government runs Amazon, that the government runs Uber and Facebook and Apple. And, you know, it's actually funny. um, Reason TV did some uh, in-person interviews with college students um, going on college campuses. And they asked them, they say, "Okay, you know, what do you think of socialism? What do you think of, you know, a free market system? And it was funny because almost all of them said, you know, I I don't have an adverse reaction to socialism. You know, maybe it's a good thing. I don't know. And then they would say, "Okay, when it comes to running businesses, do you think that maybe the government should run more of our businesses? Or do you think that's better left to the private sector? All of them say, oh, 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 the private sector. Definitely. The government shouldn't be running that. And what that tells us is they actually don't really know what socialism means. And a recent survey asked people to define socialism. And only 16% of young people could define define it accurately or some variation of the accurate definition. How do uh, millennials come down in terms of people who are likely to run for president in 2016? They like Democrats. Um, About 53% say they would be open to voting for Hillary Clinton. Following her is Joe Biden, and then after that is Elizabeth Warren. But I also, we found something else. We asked them if they would be willing to vote for a candidate who was socially liberal and fiscally conservative. We actually found another 53%, the same as Hillary Clinton, said they would vote for a socially liberal, fiscally conservative candidate. And the millennials who were the most supportive, and if you think, would you guess that they would be liberals or would they be conservatives? They were liberals. Liberal millennials, liberal and moderate millennials were the most enthusiastic, 60%, so they would vote for such a candidate. It was the conservative millennials that said they wouldn't. Um, And what this tells us also is that for young people right now, they're largely basing their political identities and their voting behavior on social issues, issues of social tolerance, inclusivity, um, and economics, while it matters, uh, plays less of a, a role in how they form their political judgments right now. Do we have a sense, uh, given that a lot of these people sort of came of age and have entered the workforce during a pretty terrible time for employment, uh, does that how much can we say that it has informed their opinions about the economy so you might think that those those challenges and struggles would make economics more salient to their vote um, and it hasn't in the way you would think typically people become more more interested and concerned about fiscal issues when they start paying more in taxes, when they get that first job and promotion, when they buy a house, get married, and have kids. And actually, we find that in our data um, as well. Instead, though, for a lot of millennials, um, a third are under unemployed, a third are living at home. And this has caused them to, uh, to be a little bit uncertain about whether the free market system offers them income mobility. And this is a very important distinction. They like the free market two to one. They do believe that the free market brings about economic prosperity and technological progress. 
But they don't know, and we asked about this, they don't know if the free market system drives their own economic opportunity. And the Great Recession likely has a lot to do with that. Um, in the past, people assumed that those two things went together. If you like free markets, you think that they bring technological progress and they move you up the income ladder. Right now, those two things seem to have become disentangled, where um, now people say, yes, the markets, uh, the free market system drives prosperity, but they don't know if it brings economic opportunity like it used to. If I recall correctly, your poll indicates that uh, when asked about being a Republican, a Democrat, or an independent, that more than half of them self-identified as independent. What does that mean? Yes. Um, young people are increasingly um, nonpartisan. Now, this is actually a trend across all cohorts, but especially among young people. Um, about 52% say they're independent, politically independent, when you first ask them if they're a Democrat or a Republican or something else. But if you press them, um, then a third say they're completely independent. And that's actually really interesting. They th are three times more likely than older people to say they're politically independent. What can, can we – so then can we say anything with confidence about millennials' skepticism toward government if they're unwilling to identify with either Democrats or Republicans? Well, um, a lot of people have assumed that young people are very supportive of government based on a, a couple of data points that, that have been d discovered throughout uh, the last couple of years. However, um, young, people are, young people are becoming increasingly skeptical of the government. Now, an example of this is in 2009, only 42% of millennials thought that the government was wasteful and inefficient, only 42%. Now, this shocked people. Um, older people, you know, six to seven in 10 will say the government's wasteful and inefficient. So people thought, wow, you young people are really enthusiastic about what government is able to achieve. However, we asked this question in 2014 using the exact same wording. And we found 66% of millennials thought government was wasteful and inefficient. So this went from 42 to 66%. This has been a surge. We also find that about two-thirds think that government regulators, when they write and enforce regulations, favor special interests over the public interest. And then another 58% say that government agencies generally abuse their power. Only 25% think they generally do the right thing. And this shows that while young people still, still feel that government can be a source for good to help the disadvantaged, they are skeptical of its power. A lot of polling data on the presidency indicates that people, especially right after Watergate, felt that uh, the presidency was, was very unpopular. But that didn't mean that they were willing to invest less power in that office. Is there anything we can say about Millennials' willingness, therefore, to wish to vest more power or less power in government in general? Well, we are seeing a decline in government support among young people. Now, to be clear, they are more supportive of government action than older generations. Um, however, when you ask these questions about whether government should be doing more or be doing less, that is on the decline for millennials, and they're becoming a lot like older cohorts. And as it turns out, Generation X was very similar to young to, to, to millennials today. It seems as though young people generally are more optimistic about what government is able to achieve. And with experience and time, they realize that it doesn't always do what they want it to do, um, and they become less supportive. 
One of the data points that really struck people a couple of years ago is that millennials were the only cohort to say that they wanted a larger government with more services. Um, this shocked people because older Americans say they want smaller government with fewer services. However, there's evidence that suggests that millennials might not know what we mean when we talk about the size of government. I mean, we think about it, what does that mean, the size of government? And so as a result, we decided to ask that same question. Found the same result that Pew finds, that yes, uh, about 54% of millennials say they want larger government. But then we asked a second question. And in this question, we mentioned tax rates. Because if they don't know what big government is, maybe they don't know that it requires high taxes. So this time we say, would you prefer a larger government with more services and high taxes or a smaller government, fewer services and low taxes? Guess what happens? Support flips. And 57% of millennials prefer a smaller government with fewer services and low taxes. But something else happens. When you first ask the question without taxes, um, Caucasian millennials are about 20 points more likely than uh, non-white millennials to support small government. However, when you mention tax rates, that difference um, narrows considerably and actually disappears among white, Latino, and Asian millennials. And what this suggests is that perhaps different groups have a different propensity to associate size of government with taxes. And if that's true, then that means that when we talk about government, we need to avoid using old language about big government or socialism or capitalism because young people may not know what we mean. Instead, we should be concrete and specific about what government is doing, what it costs, and, most importantly, who is paying for it. Emily Eakins is a research fellow at the Cato Institute and polling director at the Reason Foundation. You can read more of her work at Cato.org.